There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. I'm here with Stacey Doucette, head football coach at Oak Hill High School. Coach, a bye week. We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, you yep. were only partway through it. What did you think after it was through? Um, it was a week to uh, uh, clean up some housekeeping, uh, work on individual um, techniques and drills, and go back to basics. Went back yeah, to basics. Good idea. And we went back to conditioning a little bit. Uh, we figured it's a time, the time, the year, the weather is changing. So you can condition a little harder, um, not worried about the heat as much. So you can get a lot of conditioning and get kids in uh, tip-top shape, so to speak. And uh, so every day there was a, a serious conditioning drill, attachment individual stuff. Uh, we went back to physicality, too, during the middle of the week. And uh, we got through it healthy, wealthy, and wise, and uh, we feel it was a good week for us. You know, talking about the fitness, you know, when I played at Maine, one I think it was my junior year, Halfway through the season, right about now, Walter Hubbard decided, he said, look, I want to show you guys, especially the ones that are going to be coaches, what I mean by this. He put us through, a, like a, I call it a country fair, all the different stations, and you're working your butt off. Guys are puking. Yep. At middle, of the, middle of the season, and they hadn't been able to keep up. That was before lifting during the season and all those things. So yep. you're absolutely right. It, it's, it, it disappears. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we uh, worked on that a lot this week. But you said you came through healthy and yeah. everybody's ready to go. Yeah, I think everybody's ready to go. And uh, uh, we, we uh, taught kids different positions. Um, we worked on depth, which is always a big deal, uh, going into the, the stretch of the end of the season. So we felt pretty good about the bye week. We yeah. used it. Good. And you got a chance to see um, Madison Karabek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked on Madison, and uh, they got some uh, athletes out there. And... Uh, they do a lot of number of formations and a number of defenses, so we practice all those as we Sure. Um, is there anything particular that they do that you you know, may, maybe haven't seen from another team? They run the old traditional 4-4. Yeah? Uh, and, Stacked uh, or no, spread out? No, 2-3 uh, techs. 
Yeah. So uh, the, the linebackers are inside. You don't see that a lot nowadays. No. See shaded DTs. So like an almost oh. like a Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Tackles out. Well, tackles and linebackers and both yeah. linebackers. Yeah. You don't see that a lot nowadays. No. Um, so Coach Withy's run that a lot over his career. Um, he's run it effectively. Um, he's had a couple different styles with it, but um, he does a pretty good job. So we practice that a lot this week. Yeah. Over the bye week. Anything uh, they, they do offensively that's different than a lot of teams? No, I think they do a lot of different things and uh, uh, try to uh, run different formations, confuse the defense. So we practice a lot of different formations. Hmm. Anything that you you said you worked on some depth, maybe change some positions around a little bit so you would have some depth. Anything in particular for you guys that you hmm. really wanted to focus on or something um, to put in? or Nothing. Well, we just went back to basics and... Some kids have to learn do positions, uh, class D football. Uh, so we went on that, and some some backups are better in some spots, are better situations for us. That's what we kind of worked on. Um, you said that you thought class D was kind of playing out the way you thought it would. Is that? Yeah, I think so. Um, we all knew that Winthrop would be the heavy, and they kind of are, and they're, they're a league of their own right now. Uh, Spruce Mountain, I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to see them. Um, they're in first place, um, but the meat of their schedule is coming up, I think. Yeah, they play Lisbon this week. Yeah, well, I think a lot will be set after this week. Um, see if they're the other heavy, but we'll see. Uh, I think there's a long schedule. Class D, I think teens improve. Uh, I think depth is always an issue in Class D. Grades could be an issue, eligibility. Uh, things can happen. Class injuries. I, I say in the Class C and D, injuries are... Huge yes. because you don't have the depth that you have in some of the other levels. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think when the weather changes, schemes have to change as well. Uh, passing teams might have to become a little more run, run efficient. Um, teams that run outside got to get better inside. Uh, things like that. It's just main football, especially small schools. Sure. You know, you got to just get better. Got to yeah. become more physical. All right. Well, coach, I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, good luck against uh, Madison. Thanks, Coach. All right, take care. All aboard, MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard, MBR.org. I'm here with Lewis and head football coach, Darren Hartley. Coach, um... They just don't get any easier. You know, you face some good, good, tough schedule, and uh, your team has had some really good spots of playing really well. And then, like any team that hasn't experienced winning, you have those little things where they stub their toes, and those always come back to haunt you, don't they? Absolutely. And for us, we've just, uh, even though we're not, we're not really young, we, we just lack experience in those big moments, and we, we, uh, we come out a little flat, and we're trying like heck not to be so flat and play from behind, and it seems like we are definitely stubbing our toe emotionally initially in the game. Our offensive execution is you know poor at best. Our tackling's been poor, and, and gosh, we seem like we... We get back in the game, we rally, but you know there's just not enough left in the tank, and you know you see that all the time with good teams that are 
better than you. You you can't make mistakes. You you have to do the little things, and we just uh, we haven't been able to control that at this point. Turnovers and penalties. I mean, I've been saying it ever since I started doing this. Turnovers and penalties. They they kill those teams that just aren't used to uh, like you say being in those big moments, and then they spend all their energy trying to overcome that. Yeah. It really is difficult. Yeah. Any particular kids or part of the of the of the squad that look particularly good? Yeah. Well, we just again, it's the same same kind of suspects for us. We 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 just really like our skill guys. We like our team speed up front. You know, our execution up front last week was just fantastic. We thought we could do some things and exploit them a little bit. They were bigger than us, but we're very quick. And you know. Uh, kids like you know Connor Voisin up front and and uh, Michael Jalbert at center who's come back from an ankle injury. You know the execution for us up front's pretty good. Evan Raymond's quick, good trapper, and then you know we've got the sophomore quarterback who's just a fantastic athlete, and we talk about it every week. He just he, he he's suspect to make a mistake, and he and he has one. He has one every week, but he rallies. He overcomes it and gets right back in the game. And last week Coney, for instance, did a heck of a job taking Evan Williams away. Evan didn't have any targets and no catches all night long. One target and he got picked. And, you know, BL did a great job over and under coverage. So we made an adjustment and the kids responded to it well. But again, five turnovers and, and, and a couple of the just, I mean, Jesus and Crow version. Like, what the heck are you doing? And, and we were right back in the game on two yeah. separate occasions and it yeah. just killed us. Well, that's the second game that you've had that. Come back, come back. He did that against Bangor. And, uh, you know, at some point in time, they are going to come over, get over that hump and, and be able to turn around. The hard part is you hope that they're not discouraged by that time. You know, that's uh, the thing that's, that happens to teams that just aren't used to doing that. And, and that was, uh, you know, candidly speaking, we, I was pretty emotional after the game last Friday. And my, my emotion was wrought with the fact that even though Coney was a good football team, well-coached football team, a little bit bigger and more physical than we actually thought they were, but boy, goodness gracious, the schedule doesn't get thin. I mean, here they come. Yeah, and and these guys know it. Our kids yeah. aren't stupid. They know what we're up against. And yeah. and, and from the physical side of things, we, we got to do some finesse-type stuff to hang around. And, you know, I just worry that my guys do get beat up a little bit which will, you know, the discouragement will follow quickly behind it if we can't say positive and hang around, you know, be competing through the, you know, the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. And that's the whole difference maker. Compete for four quarters and we won't get discouraged. No, that's but, right. no, but when you're fighting uphill and down by three scores in the fourth, sure. kids quit, you yeah. know? No question. Um, so you got Sanford this week? Correct. Because um, we all know about... Uh, Xavier Levine. Mr. He's, Levine. Uh, he's a terrific quarterback. Uh, he can run. He can throw. But, you know, there's a lot of those in Class A right now, aren't there? I'll tell you there? what. There's, there's some good athletes. Those. He's an outstanding athlete. I, I, I'll tell you, Sanford's no slouch on both sides of the ball. Their linebackers are good. They're up front, they're great. But they, they, may have, they may have three of the most distinguished athletes in the entire state of Maine. And the Bickford kid at tight end, they can put him out at split end. He plays defensive end. The Bushy kid at uh, at the nose tackle and offensive tackle, he's 6'4", 280 pounds. Doesn't look like he's got an ounce of fat on him. Uh, I mean, they, they really have three three very special athletes. And, and again, we, we have to go right at them. We can't, we can't hide from it. And we got to tackle, and we got to block, and we got to yeah. be fundamental. Yeah. When I look out here today, the uh, uh, Watching these guys kind of finish up the 
skeleton or whatever. Uh, we've gone through a spell of when I played, even when I played at Maine, we didn't have anybody who weighed 275 pounds. No one. We had one tackle, uh, Bloomquist, his name was, Bobby Bloomquist, pretty good-sized guy, but tall and lanky, not right, big, you know. Right. And then we went through this spell where all the kids in high school in Maine were, you know, 245 to 275. I mean, there was gigantic kids, for me anyway. And now I look at out at your squad, you really don't have that, that kid that weighs 270, 280. There's nobody out there that even looks like that. No, we have a couple of those guys, but they got the wrong 280. Well, there's some of that, yeah. So you're going to make up for the quickness and smarts and whatever and that understanding of what it takes to be to win and to be successful. Absolutely. And and we're just, you know, again, we're trying to stay found, sound, be fundamental. But, you know, where there's a little bit of chicanery in our game and a little bit of speed in our game and deception and try to get some different formations and motion. And I'm trying to know. think of that a team that falls behind early and whatever. What kind of things? You know, we talked about when I was coaching, try to change the pregame routine. Try to, if you're going on the road, get there earlier, get there later. I don't know. I I just don't have a sense for what that is for a team. And if we did, we'd all be yeah. great, wouldn't we? Our biggest deal for us, we're pretty much convinced our coaches and players that we want to be loose. And, and uh, Coney had homecoming last week. We weren't late. We were we were way early. We had a lot of uh, time to stand around. I think that impacted us a little bit, but it certainly is no excuse. But when, when we can listen to some music and play and, and get a nice, loose warm-up, our guys are pretty relaxed. And, you know, tomorrow night we look forward to being at home and playing our music out on the field and doing our pregame and, you know, like I said, just being loose. And if we're loose, I think, we, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think if I, if I would... Back coaching today, I I I used to like to go in the in your lowers, get there late, so you, they were kind of like anxious. I we, we got to get going, and it really makes them almost like tense. But when you get on the field, then play some music and relax, and right. you know whatever. And I, I don't right. know, I don't know what the answer is, and I think every team has to have their own identity for that. Yeah, uh, I do too. I've, I agree. I've seen each of them. I asked Hathaway that they like to get there really early. Take their time, go out in shorts and t-shirts, just kind of walk around, throw the ball, kick it, you know. Yeah. Everybody's different. They really are. Well, Coach, good luck. Thank uh, you. You'll be home. Uh, Aaron Morse will be on the call for that. That'll be on 105.5 and uh, NBR. So uh, it'll be a good look. I think uh, I think I'm looking for a good game from you yeah, guys. Thank you very much. Well, we hope to show up tomorrow night and get after it. Oh, I'm sure you will. Thank you, Dave. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. 
If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. Kate, head football coach at Lisbon. Coach, uh, Spruce Mountain this week, what are you, what are you expecting? Well, I mean, they're, uh, they got some talented kids on their offense, and, uh, you know, I think their quarterback, uh, you know, real nice player over there, and uh, I think the Fry kid, uh, pretty fast kid on the outside, and, uh, you know, both those kids had, had nice games against us last year, so, uh, you know, we're pretty well versed in what, what they're capable of doing, and, you know, just got to, uh, you know, minimize the impact that those two have, and, um, you know, while not allowing the other guys on their offense to beat us. How much of a difference have you seen with the schools combined? Uh, well, I mean, early on, early on, right after the right after the combined, I mean, you know, big, you know, huge roster, and you know, a little bit of you know, a little bit of excitement there. But uh, you know, now that the, now that they're, uh, you know, I think the mills laying people has been laying people off for the past few years and, and whatnot. So I mean, now they're you know, some more school size than the rest of us. Off. So they're uh, you know, they're kind of right where right where we are. And uh, but you know, they were always solid programs on their own, and uh, you know, same tough kids that that were always playing up there in Livermore and Jay. Uh, how about your team? Any uh, any bright spots from last week? Uh, not many. It was uh, it was it was a rough one for us. Uh, you know, kind of back the drawing board a little bit there, and um, you know, I think I think watching the film, we we saw some things that uh, you know one or two blocks away, and, and you know, you know probably would have had something there. But uh, you know, Winthrop's a good team, and you know, just a matter of us uh, getting better as the season goes on, and you know, and uh, maybe we'll play them again in the playoffs. Hopefully, yeah. Coach. Thanks. I know you're you're busy. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MaineAthleticFundraising.com. This week, actually, it's going to be week five for everything here. Uh, Maddie B with you hanging out on a Thursday night, actually getting ready for Friday football action. Uh, of course, Oxford Hill's not in action until Saturday. Big homecoming game against Edward Little. Coach Soren uh, joins us now. Uh, Coach, uh, let's talk a, a little bit so far about your team's journey and where you're at at this point. Of course, uh, 
nine-game season and uh, rival coming in in, uh, in Edward Little? Yeah, I mean, I, there's been, um, you know, I think for the most part it's, it's good. You know, I mean, we're 2-2, two and two, which, you know, we've lost two very good teams. We won the games that we wanted to win. We won in a fairly convincing fashion. Um, we, you know, we hoped on coming out of here, of course, being 4-0, but, uh, you know, it's a tough league, and I think we've, we've had moments where we're playing exceptionally well. You know, I think probably exceeded some of our expectations. And then there's some moments where, you know, we knew we were going to be young uh, in certain positions, and that has showed at times. And it's definitely, you know, when you play good teams, that's sometimes where it gets you, and that's kind of what happened to us. So we're looking to grow every week and get a little bit better every week, um, get a little more experience by the time um, playoffs roll around that we're not, we're not a young team anymore. Do it everything all over again, just for the different group of people, just to see what the results are. Like, how do you stay up on the challenge of that? There's a challenge. It's a challenge every year. You know, it's. I will say it's when I take kids off of lists and we change over from one year to the next. It's pretty sad when I had to take Coltons and Parkers and Yannick's names off the board and put up other kids. But it's also exciting at the same time. And you know, this year we knew we'd have a really good front seven, and we knew we'd have a really young. Uh, defensive backfield you know we'd have a real young um, offensive backfield and so you know sort of like how do we how do we build and how do we plan to the year you know I was just actually thinking today about us going into the last couple games versus how we felt even going into the scrimmage in the exhibition you know it was such an unknown um, really even if I think for the most part was the quarterback you know you lose Colton Um, I suppose it makes a little difference too when it's my own son that's coming in but you know, he's, he doesn't have much experience. So you just wonder, where is he at? How is he going to respond to this? Um, and he's responded pretty nicely, really. I mean, there's been moments where you can tell he hasn't played much varsity, and there's moments where, like, well, there's some things that we can do that I didn't even know he could do. So, that I mean, it's sort of exciting to look forward to it. There's also those frustrating moments where, you know, you coach him up during the week, and the, really the only place they really learn some things is in a game. You know, if a receiver gets behind them, even though we say no one can get behind you, no one behind you, they really learn it more once, oh, that guy got behind me, he scored a touchdown. You know, and some of these younger kids, we have really good athletes, and they've been able to rely on their athleticism coming up all the way through ninth grade, and a little faster, a little stronger, and now they've got to rely on their athleticism and their technique and anticipation, you know, and... And that gets to be hard. They have to think more out there. We, we put in more, you know, so it, it ends up being um, a challenge and frustrating at times, but also it's kind of it's, it's one of the fun things that we're able to do as well. What, um, when you talk about a guy like, like Colton um, playing, do you miss him? I, I mean, I'm sure you miss him at quarterback, but talk a little bit about how much you miss a guy like that, especially all of your players. I think a lot of people forget sometimes that these guys, a lot of these guys play on both sides of the ball. How much do you miss them on the other side of the ball when it comes to defense and things of that nature, just in terms of knowing the right calls and things of that nature? Oh, it's, it's, it's a big difference. I mean, you know, Colton was a free safety um, Yannick Lucia was our was our will, which is one of the toughest positions in our defense to play. And he was we didn't have to. In fact, if we kind of mentioned it under our breath, Yannick remembered it. You know, he was phenomenal at that position. And um, you know, our, our DBs, even you know, Cam Slicer was injured early, but Mike Bonang came in and did a great job for us. And you had a two-year starter as well with um, with Alex Turner. So. 
you know, replacing those guys, we knew that was going to be the challenge, you know. And so it's not just the offensive side of things. I mean, certainly Colton, when he's a quarterback, everyone sees him. But at free safety, you know, it, he was just this big, fast, strong kid that, you know, if we had unusual matchups, well, we could put him. We'd have to worry about it. This year, you know, we don't have a 6'5", you know, 200-pound kid that can, that can run like the wind. So we've got to be a little more creative in what we do. The kids are still athletic, um, but they're a little more typical main high school player kids. Um, and don't get me wrong, they're fast. I mean, I, in, in all honesty, like our defensive backfield is faster, if not faster, than, than what we've had in the past. Um, but just not – you know, the other thing that, that it's hard for other people to see sometimes is, is the competitiveness of, of a Yannick and a Colton. Like those guys just – they know how to win. They know it's all the important, the little things, how important they are. So when you lose those guys, you know you try to talk to them about it, um, you know the new guys about it. But it's it's that that piece I think is harder to replace than the physical piece. We're talking about the Oxford Hills Vikings head football coach Mark Soren. They play Saturday, and they'll be playing Saturday against Edward Little. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this Edward Little team. Um, you know, not. Uh, you know, they're a, a younger team rebuilding and has really taken a, quite a trial by fire here uh, through this new Class A. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the challenges they provide because it, it never seems to matter what it is between what team or what whatever uh, Lewiston or Edward Little has on the roster every year. They usually give you everything they've got, and they're usually uh, a handful in some form or fashion. Yes, whenever, whenever it's Oxford Hills and Yell or Oxford Hills and Lewiston or Yell Lewiston, like you just don't really know for sure what you're going to get. Um, we were, you know, we've told the kids this week that we've had some very good teams and we go to Walton Field and lose. You know, that's happened more than once. And Yell's always ready to play. You know, they, we know that they're out to beat us. Um, you know, they've, they've had some injuries. You know, they, they also lost some kids. You know, so they're replacing some of the kids kind of like we are. You know, we... So I think that their, their scores are probably a little bit skewed um, against them. You know, you, you look back at some of their early film, and they're much different team than what they looked um, last week versus Scarborough. So, you know, at this point, we don't really know. I, I, I would guess that those kids are probably getting back, coming back and being healthy and will be healthy for Saturday. It uh, gives them an extra day even for them to get healthy. So... You know, we know that they're going to be ready, you know, and they run an offense different than most everyone. So it's just it poses some unique challenges for us, and we have to be ready for that. Talking with Oxford Hills Vikings head football coach Mark Soren. They take on Edward Little on Saturday afternoon. It'll be homecoming. Um, for folks that don't know, there's like a parade. Like, I mean, they shut down half the town for this thing, right? Just in case people are getting there, they should probably be there early because, I mean, there's there's stuff going on up until that point. So, oh, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's 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 amazing. We the parade, you know. I say like it's it's an experience. You know, I since I've moved to Maine, we've lived in Oxford Hills, but of course, when I was coaching and teaching in Poland, I had never been to these, and. Um, the only one that rivaled it was really when we were at Mountain Valley and we were there for a couple of homecomings and and it's it's huge. I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing atmosphere. You know, it's a wonderful thing. You're right. They shut down Main Street and uh, businesses. Uh, you know, open for walking and people are watching the parades and people are all over the place. So it, it is it is a big it's a big event in Oxford Hills. 
Oxford Hills Vikings head football coach Mark Soren. It's a main athletic fundraising football Friday. He helps us with the podcast each and every week. Coach, we will talk to you again next week. Good luck this week. I'm here with Ed Little, head football coach Dave Sterling. Coach, uh, rough one last week. Yep. Not much way to put yep. it other it than happens. that. It happens, yep. We had injuries. We had issues go against us, and we didn't, we didn't kick the ball very well. If you look at the stats, I think our average was like 12 yards on our punts. Oh, boy. And uh, one, the first possession when we were backed up, we had a zero-yard punt, and they took possession of the ball at the seven-yard line. Wow. Yep. So when when those when those breaks yeah. go against you, it's kind of it's kind of hard, and you have to goes downhill that quickly. You, you've right? got to you got to try to. Coach, you know. most people there's a team, two guys jackets. Yeah. Um, so if we can uh, minimize those mistakes, sure, in the absolutely, future, we'll get better. Now Oxford Hills on Saturday. Um, now that's a little different, you know. Uh, other than playing Chevrolet. Is there anybody else you play on Saturday? I mean, I know Thornton Academy. Thornton Academy, isn't that crazy? They have lights, but it's a tradition. Well, it's that, I think there's a there's a community issue on when they allow them to play a night oh, game at Thornton Academy, and when we play them there in a few weeks, it is their one Friday night game oh, that they have. Okay. So yeah. So tell me what's different about a practice week when you have, you know, normally if you play Friday night, you have your get together. Kind of like your pregame here under the lights on Thursday night. So what do you, what does that do for your your week when you're playing on Saturday afternoon? Well, we what we try to do is we have uh, you know we, we keep the routine of being here on Thursday, have our team dinner on a Thursday. Um, we'll get the kids right out of you know after school to uh, get into practice. That allows the coaches we'll we'll get our hour and a half practice, two hours practice in, and then uh, get out and scout a game right afterwards. That way the kids can get off their feet and take it easy for a Friday night. And if they want to go watch a game, Lewiston's playing across the river, they could do that. And it also gives you the, just like what's going to happen that week, they're playing, they're practicing in the daytime, they're going to play in the daytime. Exactly. So, um, does that make a difference? How about with your uh, pre-game ritual? You know, I know everybody has, some people meet, I used to meet with my groups, you know, offensive linemen, offensive backs, you know, before we headed on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that make any difference in how you do the, the uh, trip on a Saturday versus a Friday night? Nope, same type of meetings. We do our walkthroughs, do our special teams call-outs, do that up on the practice field before we get on the bus. We do that on a regular basis. So just, you know, same same time allotment, just it's a daylight issue. Now, I've asked you this, some of the other coaches, this, I don't know, honestly, I apologize if I've asked you okay. this. Um, some people like to get to the, the facility they're going to play at when you go on the road really early. Walk the field, uh, throw the ball around a little bit, get a feel <laughs> for it. Other people, I, I, I'm one of the other kind. I like to wear lowers. I don't mm. care how far we're going. Yep. Wear lowers, get there late, mm-hmm. <laughs> scramble. The, and I, me say, come on, you got Let's go, let's go. Scramble. The and throat. I said, make it feel anxious. Yep. Uh, for me, it always felt like we never came out flat because they were too anxious. Yep. Now maybe that's not the right. Uh, Right at attitude because maybe you can get your team all wound up and then and they do flatten out that, in the that, game. That starts. can go a couple different sure, ways. You know, absolutely. Num- number one, we try to get there at least you know uh, an hour before game time. That way we can get our, our routine of you know our, our specials, our, our lineman work, and everybody in the offensive and defensive work on the field. But you know, I can give you a Mike Haley story. My junior year in high school, we were supposed to get to Sanford High School, and the bus driver drove 45 from Auburn down oh. down to Sanford. We arrived. Five 
five minutes before kickoff and proceeded to get our butts handed to us because we were not prepared. And as well, a few years ago, we went up one at Bangor in uh, 2015. Um, we uh, we got there 10 minutes before kickoff. Wow. And it's it, if you and you know if things get behind. Yeah, you know, it's just hard to get everybody on the same page, and you know, so we try to keep a routine. Sure. Um, so Saturday morning, we've got some stuff to do as well as we got, you know, uh, some kids that are going to be helping out, uh, freshmen that will be helping out with us, servicing us, and getting the, that specialty work in before we go. When I was a very very young head coach at Brewer, uh, I had gone down to scout Biddeford the week before, mm-hmm. and realized if I, my kids saw what the atmosphere at Biddeford looked like, we had a really really young yeah. team. That I said we'll we'll get we'll get killed. <laughs> oh well, you know you talk about you know you're talking about walking the field. I try to walk the field before a game. Yeah. And case in point, I went and walked Walton Field tonight. We just found out that some of the distances between the ten and the and the twenty yard line is actually eleven yards. <laughs> That's we measured it. Going, we got a tape measure. When you're going, we for just a we first just found down. out that Walton Field is 103 yards long. Oh my goodness. And uh, some of the lines need to be. Adjusted, so that's you know that's something you got to walk the field. You know, we show up at a facility. We've had this before. I was, sure. and that's part of what I I walked around our players to show them that that uh, you know we we went to uh, th- uh, we went to Oxford Hills uh, in uh, I think it was 2012. We went there to play a game, and it had rained the day before severely. Mm-hmm. The middle of the field was mud, so we had to adjust what we were doing. We had to sure. actually. Um, run the ball down our down our hash mark sure. and not run back to the middle of the field yeah, sure. because if anybody ran in the middle of the field they slipped and fell yeah so that's that's part of what you have to do sure. is be able to be prepared for conditions and you talk about Bitterford Waterhouse Field I mean my uh, sophomore year we went down there to play there they tried to let our band on fire before the game because the crowd was so rowdy and then we got ridiculed and a few uh you know, oh, I'm sure. A, a few bodily fluids thrown at us before we got on the field of that game. And it was my sophomore year in high school, and there was about 5,000 fans there, and it was it was nuts. And it's just something. It's part of you know going into a conditions and understanding them. So what I did, going back to my story, I uh, I knew if my young kids saw that, they would be like ah. in shock. Yeah. So we went around after we scouted and found where the middle school field was. Yep. We got there and uh, practiced everything except punting there. Went to the field. Now the people at the field, my understanding is, were frantic, saying they're not going to, they're not coming, you know, and all that stuff. And it's seriously, I think it threw the Bitterford team off. That was Coach Carey, yeah, and because he was whew, immense. And uh, we ended up losing twelve to seven. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like you know, there are no such thing as a moral victory, but with my young team, I yep. felt it could have been. They could have scored 40 points easy the way I had went going into it. So, yeah. yeah, I think we have to do whatever we need to do for our team as a coach and mm-hmm. and uh, looking for the best outcome. Well, Coach, uh, I will be there. Uh, Ryan Palmer and I are doing the game, and yep. be anxious to see you guys play and uh, look forward to it. Good Great. luck. See you, Coach Wayne. All right, thanks. Appreciate it, bud.